Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. 10, 9. Welcome. Tonight, min a nidiad dad i cow sien movie moments. Oh, here, oh, I rings, I ghoul, oh, I trill, oh, ghoul has endured and decades high. Oh, hobbits, now wizards, now I all seeing hend, ah, I e, echo, no, the end, hain all. Hayes Neil send rings facts. Well, thank you very much, uh, Gan Pav, or whatever your <laughs> name is. So, number one, Sean Connery was original choice for Gandalf, but turned it down as he didn't understand the script. Potatoes. <laughs> Christopher. Uh, Lee, I can't Christopher, wait to hear all these. <laughs> uh, here we go. Christopher Lee had read the Lord of the Rings books every year for over 40 years before getting the role of Saruman. Didn't he... Um... I wish the ring had never come to me. Oh, didn't he originally want to be Gandalf? Oh, I believe so. It might say that in the facts later on down the line. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. And then I'll correct you. No, just kidding. Yeah, that's all right. You're all right. The Beatles were the first to try and make a movie out of the books, but Tolkien wasn't keen on it, so they put it to bed. Watching the three films, three extended films in one day will take you approximately nine to ten hours to complete. Each film takes about three to four hours to complete on their own. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. The production of the films required an extensive number of practical effects. Over 10,000 prosthetic facial appliances were used and over 3,500 pairs of hobbit feet were made. For Frodo. <laughs> Viggo Mortensen became an incredible swordsman over the course of the trilogy. A wizard is never late. In order to show the huge importance and weight of the one ring, the floor was built to be magnetic, so when Bilbo dropped the ring, it wouldn't bounce. Death is just another path. Jake Gyllenhaal auditioned for the role of Frodo and recalled it as being literally the worst audition he'd ever done. The crownless again. 
shall be king. Both Nicolas Cage and Daniel Day-Lewis turned down the role of Aragon. Stupid fat hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> and the two towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep, t uh, alone took three and a half months to film. There you go. You shall not pass. Ladies and there gentlemen, we welcome to the top 10 of anything podcast. Uh, we're doing Lord of the Rings movie moments, if you haven't already guessed. Um, and the person we've got to blame for this is our <laughs> guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Sophie Green. Yay! Hooray! I know, I thought I'd give you the longest possible thing to watch in preparation for this. Oh, yeah. my Lord. I don't uh, even like Lord of the Rings. I've never even seen it. No, I haven't. I don't know why <laughs> we're doing it. I really don't. <laughs> I will I will start by saying I don't know all the names. So um all of you super fans out there that know the names of all the uh places and characters and battles, I don't. So please bear with me. Uh Sophie, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. So you are a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, yes. where we on a scale from one to ten, where would you count yourself as a as a super fan or not mm, i would say i'm possibly like seven um but on terms of knowledge i'd say like five maybe four even um just because i know it's not just they're not just films it's like a world you know and obviously the the novels as well um which i've only read a very very small part of so i too am terrible at names and you know some of the facts contradict each other between the film and the books and stuff like that so yeah, I'm sure you're going to be getting lots of uh, angry emails on, on my behalf. So. Well, if we have any, any real super fans that are very offended by anything we say, uh, Sophie is on Twitter, uh, or X as it's called now, so please can you just uh, just put all of the anger that way. I'm only joking. You, we you did well it. in your intro, though, Pav, with what were you speaking there? Elvish? That was actually, I'm glad you asked, Neil, that was Sindarin, which is one of the two Elvish languages spoken in Lord of the Rings. I could have gone well Orcish. Wow. Um, oh, so Orcish. Know, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, yeah. so thank you, Google, for translating the... You uh, should have said you learnt it. Don't, don't admit to Google. <laughs> no, because I've pushed it as much as I did anyway. Or, I don't or you should have said I learned off Duolingo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is an option. So that, yeah. that is an option. Um, Sophie, so you are um, a podcaster. You are also an artist. Um, I've, as you probably noticed on, on Twitter, I, I, I watch every time you've got a video up about you doing some art. It's, it's fascinating. Um, where did that come from? Where's Where did that start? Um. Well, as you will find out as we get further into this episode, I tend to fixate on things um, and art and animals just happen to be one of those things. So it was something that I just kind of did as a hobby on the side of various different jobs. And then eventually it became my career and then the rest is history. But yeah, it's just something I, I enjoy doing. But how, yeah, but that's a hobby. How can you be that good at something that's just a hobby? Well, I think if you put enough hours into anything, you can get really good at it. Do you think? If I'm honest. Yeah, I, I think that if I really tried, I could get as good at, I don't know, like carpentry as I am at art or um, learn a language or something like that. It's just the number of hours you put in, isn't it? And I do put in a lot of hours, so that's that's possibly why. Well, by looking at the art that you've done, I would say you've definitely done your 10,000 hours at least. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, <laughs> and then when it comes to podcasting, um, you do a podcast with our friend, copyright 
the nicest man on the internet, Giles Paley Phillips. <laughs> uh, how did that all come about? Well, uh, Giles and I have been friends for years and um, I've been on various podcasts. He's he's produced and co-hosted and um, we hang out all the time. We chat all the time. Um, and it kind of came about through, you know, chatting and then Giles sort of saying, we should do a podcast, like most people probably, to be fair. Um, and I put, off, put it off for a little bit and then eventually was like, okay, I'll do a podcast, but only if I do it with you. And we're interviewing cool people. So that's what we now do. But it's weird because it's so new. I mean, we only released a few months ago. So it doesn't really feel natural calling myself a podcaster just yet. But getting well, there. But you are. Unquestionable is the, the name of the podcast, isn't it? I think we'll, yep. we'll talk a bit more about it at the end as well. Because mm. I was I was listening to a couple of episodes yesterday. And I mean, the thing is, I mean, Giles is just Giles, isn't he? We've, we've had him on our, our different podcast so many times. Um, we love him. We absolutely. He's a he's yeah. a lovely, lovely person. So uh, he is lovely, and he's got a great radio voice as well. So he's he born has. for podcasting. Indeed, he has. <laughs> Indeed, he has. Okay, right. Let's get the matter. I mean, I'm just hoping that this isn't going to go on as long as the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it might do. You never well, know. Well, I was curious. Did you guys watch the extended versions? Because I think I've got maybe one or two. Uh, no, I ha I uh. haven't. I watched the Fellowship of the Ring, but uh, a, a while ago. It was a while ago. The extended version. Okay. Um, and to be fair, I haven't even watched Lord of the Rings again since we've said we're going to do this. Oh, that's brave, <laughs> blimey! But I must admit, making my top ten, I got my top eight just straight away by by just remembering the stuff that I really enjoyed <laughs> watching it before. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I will say I I ran my list past Giles. And I was, he sort of said, oh, you know, if, if we get the same one, you can just say, oh, that's my number eight or whatever. And then he went, looking down your list, I don't think that they're going to have the same ones as you, though. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Well, let's put that to the test, Sophie, and let's All have right. your number 10, please. Okay. It's very niche. Um, and it's something that I quote regularly. So it's when they're walking through uh, Lothlorien and uh, Gimli's saying, Oh, I have I have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox, and then he gets an he gets a an arrow sort of right into his into his face, and uh, and then the dwarf the elf comes up to him and says, "The dwarf breathes so loud, we could have shot him in the dark." And <laughs> that's just my one of my favorite parts of the whole trilogy, just because that elf is just so sassy. I can't remember his name. I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I think it's Hal Haldir. Um, the name of the elf, but yeah, he's the sassy elf. He ends up dying later on um, in the Battle of Helm's Deep, and I love him. So that's number 10. It had to go on the list. Okay. Is this oh, from great. Two Towers? No, this is or from the from Fellowship, Fellowship of the Rings. Of the Ring. right, yeah, okay. it's just before they meet uh, Gladriel. Right. Okay. But when, I, I still watch like, clips of it like I was doing uh, over the last couple of weeks and i cannot believe that's john rice davis that's playing gimli that's Salah from raiders of the lost Ark. yeah yeah exactly and it's funny because i i love gimli and i also love salah is his name yeah um and i quote both of them quite regularly in normal day-to-day -day life Do and you? yet yeah um but you know as an actor don't know. one of the other facts that i found out <laughs> apparently of the the fellowship he was the tallest one Really? He's, he's quite a, he's yeah, a he's a tall guy. Bloke, and yeah, he, he plays the dwarf, but he was the tallest out of all the actors. Oh, 
Oh, weird. Yeah. Do you happen to know how they made him look so short, as well as the Hobbits, I suppose? Um, part of it, but there's a great, if you've got the extended Blu-ray, it's the editions, there's a great documentary on how they did it. It's perspective filming. It's forced perspective, isn't it? Yeah, it's very it, yeah. bizarre, but very clever. Because mm. I think, like, Fellowship is probably my favourite of the three. Um, but I think they are so well made that they look better than the Hobbit that Jackson went back to, re- you know, to do the Hobbit. Yeah. Just look a lot better visually, yeah, yeah, yeah stylistically. Yeah. Even wasn't though the... it all about the frame rate from on the Hobbit as well that made it look a bit weird, wasn't it? Did you actually 16, notice 16? that? I never noticed it. No, I never quite understood. Never, uh, my eyes don't keep up that fast. Complaining first. about it, saying it looked more like a vi- like a video than a, a film. Uh, or something. It did look like a video game, though, didn't it? The Hobbit. Interesting. Yeah. I think the um the budget for the Hobbit was huge as well. Mm. It was way more than all three Lord of the Rings films put together. No. Mm. Okay. I can remember the time when Lord of the Rings came out because didn't the last two come out like one year after? The, they, yeah, they all it? did. So they came out. What, yeah. what was it? Two thousand or two thousand and one, um, and then they came out every year subsequently. Yeah, after. yeah. So yeah. did the Matrix do the same thing as well or something? Because I remember it being like one year it was Lord of the Rings, then it was the Matrix. There was something, there was something about it where it thought they were intertwined with each other or something. I don't know, but well, was oh. it came out around the same time as Harry Potter? Really? A simpler time. Oh, weird. Wasn't it? A simpler yeah. time. Fantasy was, yeah. yeah. Just just worrying about what to watch at the cinema was your only worry. Wasn't it lovely? <laughs> now we've well, got to choose off streaming, and what a hassle that is. I know. Well, <laughs> say that. I actually watched The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, for the first time on a pirate pirate video. I know. I'll have to edit so they're going to come for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh. know what the statute of limitations is on watching pirate well, videos. It, it was my brother. He did it. He he oh, he didn't do enough. it. He didn't make it, but he he got hold of one and was like, yeah. "I've got I've got Lord of the Rings," and we watched it together. And and at the time, I thought it was sort of like a Merlin type thing because I knew it had wizards and stuff. And I I was like, "Oh, this is not what I was expecting at all." Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, then you're, you're number ten. So mine is the formation of the Fellowship from Fellowship of the Rings when they're all, uh, they choose to go, um, you know, they're arguing and little uh, Frodo says, I'll take it. And the yeah. look on Gandalf's face when he's like, oh. That but sounds almost the... exactly like from the movie, Neil, the way you said it. Yeah. Was. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you remember he's yeah. got a little voice. He should have had the little bloke just jumping. Oh, do don't, do, don't you find that strange that they're all kind of arguing like no you're not good enough to do it no i should do it no men mm. aren't strong enough and then this little hobbit it's like I'll, I'll take it and they all go yeah all right yeah like that. yeah yeah, yeah okay fine. then yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. oh, you're expendable thank god, thank god we ain't got it yeah that's it you're expendable off you go yeah. but yeah that bit i think it's a really good scene like i said fellowship of the ring is probably my favorite of the three movies anyway i think it's mine mm. as well yeah it is probably the best film but it's for me it's the return of the king just because it is so long and it's like the gift that keeps giving <laughs> Even it, how many endings, endings? Yeah. yeah i know i know I oh just, i can't just... i can't cope with all the endings anymore and it's like oh and then sam has to have dinner and then the next day you see mm. sam you know changing yeah. his kids nappies and stuff <laughs> it just never on, stops <laughs> on that their internet they've done a, a a thing where they put the googly eyes on the end have you seen this <laughs> no. so the end scene when frodo's in bed and sam comes in 
Have a look. Googly eye Lord of the Rings. Look at this giant Google. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of the, uh, if I can find it, I'll put that on the It's one of the funniest things you'll ever yeah. see. <laughs> they, uh, they made a, another one as well in that, that same scene, but they just put really creepy sounds over the each of the characters. So right. like when Gimli uh, walks in, he goes, ah, and puts his arms up in the air. So I was just put... <laughs> <laughs> and then Aragorn walks in and kind of creepily goes eh. <laughs> it's it's so good like definitely I'll have worth to find watch. that one as well and put yeah. that on the video playlist um, okay my number 10 is is just the whole prologue and uh, how the the ring was formed and how it was forged the one thing I looking at clips and remembering the the Lord of the Rings I mean Game of Thrones wouldn't have been a thing if it hadn't been for Lord of the Rings I don't think no because the the way that it all looks is exactly what Lord of the what Game of Thrones became. I mean, obviously mm. with a bit more flesh and a bit more blood and guts and stuff. But it's so weird how that f- whole fantasy genre is pretty much all the same, but just with different names and 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 just different places to go. Mm. But I did find mm. that the, the the prologue definitely made it set the tone for what was going to come this epic adventure. Uh, between good and evil, which again, every, every fantasy trilogy or fantasy epic is the same story, basically, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the same thing. That was the one thing that struck me when I watched the new um, Dune. Is I'm, I, I, as everyone knows, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and I'm watching Dune, realizing that this was written before Star Wars, thinking, "Well, George Lucas just nicked everything from Dune. <laughs> yeah, All of the stuff yeah. there is there. It's exactly the same stuff." Yeah. All the time I've been there for, since 1977 thinking what a great original story this is. I think he just nicked everything. Well, and the, yeah. and John John Carter, wasn't it? He famously, although yeah. that's more Flash Gordon, isn't that it? That was I more Flash but, Gordon, yeah. But yeah, John Carter from Mars. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. Nerdy, nerd, anyway. Nerd. <laughs> anyway, go on there, Sophie, you're number nine, please. My number nine is, okay, again, this is quite niche, and I think this might be in the extended version. So in the I think it's the third film. Uh, Legolas and Gimli have a drinking game. Um, okay. I think it's when they're celebrating after the, some battle that they've won. Um, and I, have you, either of you seen this out of interest? This this bit. Uh, I probably have because I've watched it. If it's on the, I've watched it extended, so I probably just can't remember it at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So Gim, Gimli's kind of explaining to Legolas the the rules of a drinking game, and then they end up having loads to drink. Um, and Gimli comes up with this great line, which apparently I've heard was improvised and wasn't like scripted, but he just suddenly goes, it's the dwarfs that go swimming with little hairy women or something. <laughs> and, um, and then meanwhile, uh, Legolas is completely stone cold sober and he kind of looks at his fingers and goes, something's happening. There's a slight tingling in my fingers. It's affecting me. <laughs> meanwhile, and then Legolas just keels over. It's just so stupid. But uh, yeah, my number nine. They no, get those... more epic, don't worry. Yeah, that's uh, that's all right, but those are the sort of scenes that stick out personally, isn't mm. it? It's the right. personal scenes. And there yeah. is no wrong or right answer. We've always said this, but yeah, I'm going to have to have a look because yeah, I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to have to. It's been a do you, while. Do you know how many hours an extended edition uh, like marathon would be? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, what was it, Neil? About 11 hours or something. I thought 20, but if it's the extended version. All three films, yeah, could be. Might, might I know be wrong. The f- well, it could be because, like, yeah, probably, mm, yeah, 
I don't know. They're about four hours each, aren't they? Extended. I tell you, you've got them, haven't you, Neil? Haven't you got the extended version? I have. Well, then go and watch them. We'll wait for you. Yeah. And we'll okay. see. We'll see how long it takes. I'm going oh, to no. Kenya in a few hours. Oh, right. <laughs> I can't stick around. Well, just stay on the phone. It'll be fine. It gives yeah, on, the on the plane. Yeah. Well, I'll be watching it as well on the plane. They always ha- they have it on British Airways at the moment, apparently. Uh, <laughs> watch go, along with. We could have done it live from the plane. That'd be yeah. Cool. Yeah. The other passengers would have loved it. Yeah. Just out of interest, then, where do you guys stand on Orlando Bloom as an actor? I mean, he's a very, very good-looking man, but but where, Sophie? What do you think of um, him as an actor? I think he plays an all right Legolas, and then he plays an all right whatever his character's called in Pirates of the Caribbean. Good, if I'm uh, honest, I've I've only seen him in those two things. Oh right, they okay. kind of fit the bill for me. But you know, I can't imagine him in anything more gritty no. or serious. I watched something, a film not so long ago, where he plays a real like hardner, Cockney gangster hardner with his really? shaved head. And he was pretty good in that. And Carnival Row, he's all right. He's pretty good in. Okay, yeah. that's that he, Amazon series. I I quite enjoy that. And that's have you right. have you seen the extras episode that he was yes. in as well? Because yeah, that's that pretty fun. brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying as you though, Sophie. I've not seen him in anything apart from Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't think I've seen <laughs> anything else yeah. apart from extras. I mean, yeah. I think that his it's probably not his so much his acting as it is just the role of. Legolas and the script but I think it's quite interesting how all the other characters kind of talk quite normally and then mm. Legolas comes out and maybe it's an elvish thing he'll mm. come out and be like the, the crows are uh, the crows are flying east blood has been shed on this morning or some yeah, yeah. like really poetic stuff and it just is a bit intense for me <laughs> or they they make that song out of it they're taking the dwarfs to eisenhower or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah From, you know. that's another that's another one you've got to uh, add to yeah the there we go yeah. yeah um right then neil you're number nine so it's the battle of i had to look this up um because i didn't know what it was called it was the battle from uh return of the king i don't know um Return of the King. I know he said Return of the Jedi. Um, the Battle of <laughs> Minas Tirith is um, it's a great battle. It includes um, now it's not better than Helm's Deep battle, but it's the one that um, has the uh, when um, Legolas takes down the big elephant the in elephant, the battle. Yeah, yeah Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant, the arrival of the dead, and the defeat of the Witch King as well. In this yeah. whole battle, it just never ends, doesn't it? And uh, I just yeah. think some great, great moments in that okay. well, whole battle. Number five for me is "I'm No Man," which is uh, oh, Eowyn. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. when she takes him out. So, which is in the same battle. In the same battle. Yeah. So that's my I, number five. I've got a few from that battle scattered around mine. To be to be fair, yeah. um, oh, like like I've I've got when um, I think it's, it's the similar. It's when the Rohirrims join the battle. It's on the Pelennor Fields, which is just outside of Minas Tirith. But they, uh, you know, she she uh, Eowyn's in there with Merry, and then her uncle is kind of giving the I'm gonna say speech, but I feel like that's not quite the right word for it. But you oh, know, the, yeah. the war the war cry, and they yeah. all they all ride in. Um, they all come, yeah, come out, song. yeah. Um, and oh, what, no, I was a bit, I was a bit too generic, wasn't I, with my battle of? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on there, Neil. I mean, yeah. to be fair, yeah. my number two is for Frodo as well, which is um, Aragorn. Well, it's very specific. Yeah, 
It's two words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sublime to the ridiculous we're going here. Neil's doing the whole battle and I'm just doing two words. So My favourite's the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The I like title. it when they say and. Is what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they but, say for Frodo quite a lot, don't they? I think they do. This, this, this was the moment when it looks like everything was all... I think I'm, I'm assuming this is the same battle. This is the battle at the end of Return of the King, yeah? It's the main big battle. The, the I mean, it goes end. on for about an hour. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like everything. Like they're being, they're, they're completely surrounded, and Aragorn just takes his sword and starts mm. walking towards, and he turns to Gandalf and says, "For Frodo," and then runs towards what what looks like certain death. And at mm. that point, I think spoilers if nobody's watched Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, that's when um, is that when they throw the ring into Mount Doom and everything because yeah. then everything just like collapses and everyone disappears don't they? and then well, they... you real, uh, realise at the end of the film spoilers that they take it on they get rescued by the birds why didn't they just fly over there to begin with Indeed. yeah exactly exactly mm. but they, they they sort of go when they see um, when they see Sauron kind of cut you know the eye collapsing yeah and they, they all go Frodo like yeah and then they realise <laughs> all of got all of uh, Mordor's just exploding just, and yeah. lava everywhere, and then they go, Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. The realization, yeah. The realization okay. That, yeah, that he's, um, he's probably snuffed it. Yeah, he's probably not, <laughs> not looking good. Okay, so that was your number number nine, Neil. So the last forty five minutes of the movie is your yeah. Number my nine. my yeah. number nine is Return of the King. Yeah, right. That kind of puts my <laughs> drinking game to shame a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell one of us took the, uh, the film more seriously than the other. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My number nine is uh, when Gandalf arrives in uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I think so that Bilbo's birthday party, that bit, or no, right at the very start. Oh right yeah, at the very yeah. start when, when I'm Gandalf, not late. When, yes, when Gandalf says, you know, yes, that wizard, wizard, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, turned into Brian Blessed. <laughs> oh, well, well, just a bumbling old man. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried and it oh, was Oh wow, that was brilliant. Do the whole film for us, three and a half hours. You shall not pass. That sounds bright and blessed, doesn't it? That's terrible. Giles and I have an impression of when Gandalf turns from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White and becomes really sassy. And from then on, he's like, oh, oh, the ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Frodo. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> Sid oh, James as Gandalf. Carry on, Lord. Carry on up the ring is what it should Ooh, be called. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a perfect yeah, carry is. on name. Sid James as um, Gandalf. But yeah, so when Gandalf arrives, and, you, and I mean, it's him and uh, Frodo uh, mm. just chatting a little bit and. Uh, they just have a little yeah. bit of a chat together. <laughs> little chat. Actually, do you know what I really like about that scene? And and I think actually in general, this makes Lord of the Rings so epic, is the fact that as a film, the it's been choreographed, like the music and the and the scene has been so perfectly choreographed. And I feel like that's not really done enough in films anymore. No. You know, because mm. you've got like the bit where the music sort of slightly pause, pauses, and then the fireworks, and it's like da 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 da. It's yes, yeah, it becomes like um, a work of art. I think. I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, so for your number eight, then please. My number eight is okay. This gets a bit more serious. So the exorcism. I don't know if exorcism is the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. The exorcism of Theoden 
um, when they sort of storm into Rohan and um, uh, Gandalf sneaks his staff in and he, oh, if, do you want to do the impression, Pav? You wouldn't, what does he say? You wouldn't. Uh, take an old man's staff. Uh, walking, walking take stick. an old man's staff. Like that? Was that good enough? Uh, that was pretty that good. Was if Brian Blessed had played him, it would have been yeah. brilliant. Um, Just imagine his Brian Blessed. <laughs> and yeah, then Gimli sort of um, gets worm tongue and is like, "I wouldn't move if I were you." And then uh, yeah, and there's a brilliant sort of jump cut where um, he sort of expels uh, Saruman out of um, Theoden and in the uh, Yes, the scene sort of jumps to Saruman falling back on his uh, on his floor in his lair. Mm. Yeah, I think that, it's just a really Bernard epic. Hill, isn't it? Is the, it was, yeah. Yes. Like Gandalf know, meant business in that bit. Worm what's the guy? Um, no Brad idea. Dorf. Brad Dorf. No. Yes, that's, that's Dorf? right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was the voice of Chucky, wasn't he? He was really, yeah. Yeah. Oh. and he was also yeah. in Deadwood wow. as well. If you ever seen Deadwood, it's a he's a creepy looking guy. He is yeah, yeah, guy. he's perfect for the role. Yeah, totally. What a weird name as well, Worm Tongue. Yeah, yeah. Clues well. in the name. Imagine <laughs> trying to be a nice person with that name. Like, <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm Mr. Worm Tongue. I'm, re- I'm really honest, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> William Worm Tongue. Some names that just tell you exactly what you need to know, isn't there? Yeah. Um, Neil. <laughs> yes. Not that that's a name that means anything. Yeah. No, not at all. So my number eight is Bilbo's birthday party. It's that bit when they're there to celebrate. When you spoke about the fireworks, where you see Samwise and Merry and Pip getting up to their mischief. I think it's part of the great opening of any movie. That the whole mm. bit it just builds perfectly. The peacefulness bit, of the is there Shire. Any specific bit? Are you talking about the whole? Birthday well, the, party I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's another 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie. Well, it's not quite, is it? But I was talking about the main bit of the party when Mary and Pip set off the fireworks. It makes me laugh. It's mm. a really good moment. It's good visual effects as well. But, yeah, mm. it builds very nicely there. Yeah, I like Gandalf's it. very happy at the beginning, isn't he, as well? He disappears, he... doesn't he? he put, then he put the ring on and disappears. Yeah, that's but... When, yeah but that's when, yeah. First, you have the possibly one of the most iconic um, quotes of the film, which is dragons. There haven't been dragons in these parts for over a hundred years. That's right. When the big <laughs> fire like, comes. Very good. I mean, that yeah. Was, yeah. That, oh, that's because that... that's something that I say regularly. Yeah, oh, just right. For no reason. <laughs> when one flies over. Yeah. There haven't been dragons in these. It's like a typical like 80s like style mm. like nonsense. But, you know, obviously there's... But yeah, but that's after he gives his speech, isn't it? Um, when Bilbo, when he thanks everybody for coming, some of them he wanted to be there, some of them he didn't, and then because mm. right. you have all the build up to the party where he says, "Hide, they're coming, the family," mm. and all of that. But yeah, it's the it's the this the main party when Gandalf's still a happy man when he's whistling and humming <laughs> while he's getting his fireworks sorted, and yeah, I just think it's a great great scene. Builds mm. the picture brilliantly. Yeah. <sighs> what happened to Gandalf? He changed. Mm. He did. Oh, Frodo. Okay, just just before I do my number eight. So it's Carry On Up the Ring. Okay, which which Carry On stars are playing who? So who plays Gandalf? I mean, 
Oh I've already God. said, haven't I? Sid James would be Gandalf. Well, Sid James would be Gandalf. Do you think? Yeah, so? yeah, I do. Okay, I yeah. certainly do. So who would be, be who would be Frodo? Frodo would be Charles Hawtrey. Someone really bloody annoying. Did anyone have any um, scenes with Frodo in for their top ten? <laughs> uh, let me see. Have I got? I've got. Yeah, one. I've got one. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one. Well, the next one. I haven't got me, any. The next one for me is where um, Samwise carries Frodo, so he is in there. Uh, <laughs> he's Return kind of, of like King. a secondary role in that bit, he though, is, isn't it? Well, he's just not a, doing anything. Just passed out. Yeah, he's at it now. But it's my favourite part is when Frodo isn't conscious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's my one moment that Frodo's in it in my top ten is when he's not even uh, awake. But yeah, I would. I, that that for me is it's Sam's moment isn't it it's sam's mm. hero moment so for me I, I i love that because it's not just i mean sam looks like he's at his last breath anyway but he's using every little tiny moment that he's got of of any energy and you get a good close-up of the feet as well on that mm. scene if i remember correctly and it's everything, all the fire is coming down mm. and he's uh, he's a big sweaty hobbit, or a little sweaty hobbit, I suppose, but with his <laughs> big feet and um, he does what needs to be done. So yeah. I thought it was a nice heroic moment for, for Sam mm. there, which I think measures nicely against the stupid thing that he tried to do at the end of Fellowship of the Ring where he's trying to follow Frodo in the water and he can't swim, yeah. so he's, in, he's almost drowning. And I think he's sh- yeah. stupid that hobbit Muppet. yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. he can't swim anyway so he's just putting himself in danger straight away but yeah Sam's so. a funny one my favorite part is when sam um takes the ring for like a few days and it's like oh this yeah i've, I've had this the whole time mm. and he gives it back to frodo and he's like a crack addict he's like give me the ring give me yeah. the... And, and sam's completely unaffected by it so maybe they chose the wrong hobbit there oh yeah they did i think they yeah did, absolutely uh right then sophie your number seven please my number seven is um, Smeagol's transition into Gollum in at the beginning of the third film. So it's the opening scene of the third film of Return of the King. That is my number seven too. Oh, Smeagol really? turns into Gollum. Yeah, yeah, great, great minds, and it's, it's a great scene as well. Um, mm. Really cool, and it and I love watching. It just so much makes sense once you see the transition mm. from Smeagol to Gollum. And Andy Circus um, is absolutely on fire with his acting oh, yeah. and that. He's having he's, fun yeah. to rip it apart, isn't he? He's amazing. I wonder if part, partly if he was just sick of like acting on green, you know, like a green green character and is like, right, mm. this is my moment. This is my time to shine. <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. It's very he's dark. So it's almost horror, it, almost into the realms of horror. It shows Peter Jackson what he used to be good at as well. I mean, right, horror. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that yeah, scene a lot. there's a few yeah. moments where it really t- almost turns into a horror film. Mm. Oh, this is definitely directed by a horror di- director. And how gross that fish looks when he bites into it! Yeah, he's amazing. And he and actually, that's kind of when it he starts doing the golem cough as well, mm. which is another favorite of mine. Um, the I don't know if you've heard the story of how Andy Serkis kind of uh, invented the voice of Gollum. Have you either of you heard that? No. So he. Um, he said that he was trying to work out in his mind how Gollum's going to sound. And his cat came in and started like coughing up a furball. Like, <laughs> and, he, and he said, that, that's it. That's the sound. And if you, if you watch throughout the film, there's parts where he's going, Gollum, 
<laughs> like coughing up mm. and it's amazing that's like one of my favorite golem golem moments is uh the golem cough wow golem cough so can, can you, you just do, play cricket us... for england <laughs> <laughs> can you do can you do your, what's your best golem cough then Sophie? <clears throat> okay <clears throat> oh she's me. even clearing her throat for this this is serious okay. I, know, I, I had covid if, uh, a week or so ago as well so it's per- prime time for it <clears throat> all right let me see let's see, see if i can do it it might it might sound weird on on the mic, but just to let you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> That's very good, actually. Thank you. Very good. I'm sorry that I've just I've just asked somebody that's just had COVID to really you know scratch their throat. So I apologise for that. that I'd like to good. say that was the first time I've done it this week, but it wasn't. <laughs> I do it every so every time I see Giles, we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's your number seven as well, Neil. It is. Uh, so my number seven is Gandalf versus Saruman in Fellowship of the Ring when they have their their, their fight off. That's my number six. That's your number six. Okay. Nice. Um, I I love Christopher Lee, and especially like older Christopher Lee. I thought he was great in like everything that he ended up turning up being in. Mm. Even like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I thought he was great in that. Um, as Count Dooku in the in the prequel trilogy. Um, he's just got that. He's got that voice. He's got that menace, and with the long white hair. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not him and um, Saria McKellen doing the, the stunts or whatever, but it was a real vicious, mm-hmm. um, vicious fight. You know, they're being thrown everywhere. But mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was a great, especially with the fact that Gandalf. I'm assuming Gandalf at the start of that scene doesn't know that he's evil, but then as it plays out, he realizes that. Hang on, he's not on our side. Mm. Well, that's why he went there, wasn't it? Is to get his advice. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder, great, great do you do you think that um, he would have made a good Gandalf though? Because I've I heard that that's who he wanted to play originally, mm. um, and they didn't think he would be able to hack the fight scenes because he was quite old at that point. Yeah, and no, I think he's perfect as that. As that he's got of, an air, hasn't he, of menace around oh, an older right. Chris. Yeah. Well, Christopher Lee throughout yeah, his career, yeah. obviously, he made a living out of it, but. I think, yeah, I, I think McKellen was sort of the softer, gentler, more oh yeah, the, the, the Gandalf that we would have been used to. I think, yeah, no, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, Christopher yeah. Lee would have been a bit too scary as Gandalf. Yeah, because I've always been scared of Christopher Lee mm. from being Dracula when he was Dracula in um, the Hammer films, yeah. Scaramanga in uh, yeah. Man, with two, Man with Two Brains, not the Man with Two Man with Golden Gun. And what's his name, Lord? With the extra nipple. He had, he had three nipples. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, okay, okay, Sophie, your number six, please. My number six is when Aragorn joins the battle uh, in the pirate ship with the Oathbreakers um, and jumps out of the boat and. Uh, all the uh all the uh dead men of Dunharrow kind of join the battle and as he jumps out Gimli kind of goes to Legolas because at this point they're kind of counting how many people they're killing mm. and oh, say people orcs and um yeah orcs he goes people too sorry I know I know <laughs> where's my am You're I so uh, orcist sometimes, I know yeah. I'm not woke enough <laughs> <laughs> And then Gimli sort of says to Legolas, 
there's plenty for the both of us. May the best dwarf win. Mm. And then they join the battle. And, and at this point, the, the battle's kind of it's quite tough. So they join at a good good moment. And I and I think that that's when Aragorn then kind of saves the day because Eowyn's about to be killed by an orc and he kind of just jumps into the battle and stabs him, jumps off again. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the back of that because I've got Gimli and Legolas kill Kank um at my number six. So I've got that that little section there nice. when they're they're saying that I was a forty two or forty three or whatever it is. So yeah, they're doing yeah. their own count. So that's that's part of that. But uh but yeah, no, that's a good yeah. thing. No, and it was he, a great scene. And he brings great. down the um Legolas brings down the Oliphant and he goes, Well that still only counts as one. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. right, that's right. Um, okay, so Neil, your number six is Gandalf versus Saruman. My number six is Gimli and Legolas kill count. So we're halfway through, and I need to get that one. And so it's time for this. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, no, I pressed the wrong button. That one. Oh, no, it's not that. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. It's this. Pop quiz, hot shot. Right. Pop oh. quiz, hot shot. So we've got a quiz. Did I tell you about Ooh, this? Sophie? No, this is exciting. I did a pub quiz yesterday. Oh, right. Well, and how did you do? We came are... fourth out of well, like 14 people. So That's not good. bad. That's not bad. So we've got, uh, I haven't got my bell. Oh, there's my bell. There's my bell. Okay. They're all Lord of the Rings questions. Uh, it's the first one to three, and if you get it wrong, it goes over to the uh, other person. So, Sophie, you're the guest. You can go first or second. Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Neil, are you ready? Yes, as ready how as I many, can be. How many Academy Award nominations did the Fellowship of the Ring receive? 
11. It didn't. Sophie, how many do you think? Okay, I, I don't have a clue, but I know that the Return of the King won one, didn't it? And it's it like won a it, lot, yeah. And I, I think it was the only one out of the three of them that did, so I'm just going to say zero. Yeah, I actually got 13 nominations. Oh, <laughs> 13 oh wow, nominations. I was wildly wrong. It, it didn't so, win any then, or it did? So, well, Sophie, your question is, how many did it win? Out of 13 nominations. Zero? <laughs> no. It Did didn't. it win 13? It, Maybe I'm it, thinking of something else. <laughs> it might be. Neil? I'm going to go something like five. It's not. It was four. It was oh. four. Ooh. Okay, Neil. What yes. was the mountain in Middle Earth called where Gollum took the ring? Oh, dear. Misty something. Misty Mountain. It's not. <laughs> Sophie? I don't know. And at what point do you mean that he took it? Uh, well, where he uh, hid out? You you mean the mountain that he stored it in the cave? Well, it's where he took the ring uh, at the end. Put it that way. Oh, oh right. The, the mountains Mount of Doom. Mordor. <laughs> it is yeah. Mount Doom. Ah. Sophie. <laughs> Uh, this is your question, Sophie. What is the relationship between Eowyn and Eoma? Um, <clears throat> brother and sister? It's not, I'm afraid. Neil? I think who they even are in the film, so can you tell me you played them? No. Eowyn's the, the I am no man. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, cousins. It's not. They were sisters. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sisters. I did not know that was a woman's name. No. Uh, Neil, what is yes. the Ent called whom Pippin and Merry meet in Fangorn Forest in the Two Towers? Isn't it Beard Tree or something? Well, Beard. are you asking or are you telling me? Beard Tree. <laughs> is not right, oh, Sophie. Damn it, uh, tree beard. It is. Ah! <laughs> I have to take your first answer, Neil. Uh, so, for the win, then, Sophie, your win in Return of the King, which character does the title of the movie refer to? Aragorn. I don't know what the press first. Oh, you, you almost went to the wrong one, then. Well like, don't, don't you tell well me that's done. wrong. <laughs> It's a 3-0 victory for our guest. There. And well-deserved. Well Neil, would you have got that last question? I feel that's a fairly easy one. Yeah, I would have got that last one. Okay. But that would have still been... only been one point. So, yeah. <laughs> so well done. And tree beard and beard tree, eh? Beard tree. I mean, that was just lazy, you know? I just, I was looking at it, right, you know, it? I was looking at it on my directory and his surname came up first, so sorry. <laughs> beard, Mr. Mr. Beard, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Beard tree. Okay. <laughs> So there we go. We got that done. Um, Sophie, back to you with your number five then, please. Okay. Number five is Boromir's death. Um, That's my yeah. number four. That's my number four. <laughs> oh, you have to have it on there. Yeah, um, so it makes, you know. it's moving. It's the first shock of the, the trilogy, I think. I, well, Maybe at this sure. point, any film that Sean Bean is in, you're kind of like, well, he's probably going to die quite early on. Mm. So was it was it that shocking? I, suppose, I had it in my then? top 10 as Sean Bean dies again. I didn't even mention <laughs> Boromir, just because that's what it was. 
But it was a brutal death. It was a brutal death. Yeah. Do you think Sean Bean's just got a really busy schedule or something and he just can't commit to like seeing a full film through? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he gets bored really, really quickly and just feels like I just want to. Yeah. I mean, even Game of Thrones. It was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I know. spoilers. He's gone. And nobody thought, oh, my God, yeah. he's the star of the thing. What was that? Like the first episode or something? It was. No, it was like the no. second from last episode of the series. Yeah. But it was like oh. totally out of the blue. Nobody. He was. He was all he was the, the hero. All yeah, the advertising he was... was just him, and you thought, "Oh my god, they're not going to kill him. Someone's going to save him." Yeah, but it's a yeah, it's a beautiful scene, and let Aragorn kisses him, and mm. and um, yeah, it's just I think it's really cool. It's really epic. It's the first part where the Fellowship of the Ring gets really like adrenaline-y, I think, mm. and it takes yeah. all those arrows like a champ. And then, I was going to uh, say it takes more than one arrow to bring him down, doesn't it? And it's like I say, it's brutal. And remember that first movie is only a PG certificate. Fellowship really? of the Rings, it's only a PG. That surprises me, actually. Mm. But, um, yeah, I feel like there's some sketchy moments in there. But, yeah, mm. I mean, I always find it funny that he kind of, you know, he, he tried to take the ring and he was kind of a little bit funny about Aragorn being the potential heir to the throne. And then once he's dying, he's kind of like, I would have followed you to the end, my king. And you're mm. like, would you though? Really though? <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure you're only dead because you tried to take the ring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah, got so what it's... was coming to him. That's what yeah. he did. He got he's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's slag him off. While and he's, he's the favorite. He's the golden child as well. Exactly. Like, exactly. Everyone loves Boromir. Yeah. So that that's why it was my favorite because he finally died. Yeah. <laughs> no, just get him out of here. Yeah. Um okay then Neil, your number five, please. Is Shelob in Return of the King, the the giant spider. Now I hate spiders at the best times. And I had read the books ages ago in my teenage years and found them quite hard to get through. But I was always picturing how they would do the spider on the film and they did it so well, especially the way he talked and that it it wasn't stupid as it sounds, but it's also very creepy. But then we talk about, you know, Sam rescuing Frodo. That's where he did it again, isn't it? But yes, yeah. the spider bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, when he gets all woven yeah. up in the mm. in the web stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's to right. be fair, Frodo's pretty useless through all of it. And yeah. he's always getting oh. stabbed or or caught or Frodo apparently fell fell down thirty six times in the film. <laughs> well done. Did you? You yeah. didn't count that. You found that on the internet, didn't you? you didn't I counted. Count Did I you counted. count that? No, I didn't. That's impressive. But uh, I have to admit, though, when I was a teenager, I had a huge crush on Elijah Wood, like huge. And my planner at school, my like school journal planner thing, was just covered in pictures of Elijah Wood that I like cut out from like the newspaper. <laughs> Because it would have been around the time Lord of the Rings was coming out, I guess, and there was lots of like press for it. And so every time a Lord of the Rings thing came out in in the paper, I would cut it out and stick it on my planner. That's cool. Really, what just was it, as the re- pointy ears. It <laughs> it's the big feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is because he's bloody useless, isn't he? Really, yeah. like, he's the worst character, hands down, in Lord of the Rings. And he's but he's only a little... a little farmer boy from the Shire. He was oh, used to no. all this adventure so self-pitying honestly like sam goes through just as much so does so do the other i mean the other two bloody fought in battle yeah Mm. mary and pippin they don't get enough credit and then frodo by the end is like so i can't even stay in the shire i have to leave 
with the elves. Sorry. Yeah, that I never understood. <laughs> I, I'm sure someone will be able to explain to me why he does that, but I never... To die, isn't it? I think they go off with the elves to die. I think that's what's the poignant bit. What, what, maybe I'm wrong. Die, is, not yeah, cry. Why? Oh, I think you said cry. <laughs> no, I mean, why? Why does he got to go off the elves? Why can't he just stay in the Shire and just... Enjoy do you the rest know, of his... Do you see how well the elves lived compared to the the hobbits in the Shire? He's got the chance to go and get nursed by the elves. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah. to think. Well, you're not selling it to me, Neil. I must admit, you're not living the me, live in the forest with loads of whatever floating I think around. He, um, I think he was. Some people say he was possibly dying anyway because when he got stabbed mm. by the um ring ray it, that never healed so there was some people saying oh well he's still you know he's he's actually died so he is unwell he's dying right. and he could they kind of allude to that when they said he says oh it's been four years to the to the day since weathertop and um because doesn't yeah doesn't he when he's finishing writing the book doesn't he sort of hold his shoulder or something doesn't he yeah. as if, like he's still feeling the pain of it yeah exactly mm-hmm. but i don't know if he's just messed up in the head as well and yeah you know as a ring bearer he's allowed to go but talking of Elijah Wood, have you seen the pictures? To well, you may not have. He's the villain in the remake of the Toxic Avenger. No. Um, and the Toxic Avengers star- starring Peter Dinklage, talking of Game of Thrones, oh. and Elijah Wood's the bad guy. Have a look if you do get a chance on the pictures. Oh, cool. I'm not sure you'll. I'm not sure you'll fancy him anymore. Reignite, reignite my passion. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he played a he played a bit of a disturbed character in Sin City as well, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. and Maniac. Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays some really mm. creepy people. To be fair, and Frodo's been, the least of it. Yeah, to be he's been going so long. I mean, he was in the Good Son, wasn't he, with Macaulay Culkin? Back to when the Future, Back to the back, Future Two. Oh yeah, he was in Back he, to the yeah. Future Two. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well. Oh yeah. He's yeah. been, he's been, been going a while, hasn't he? he has been he's been going a while. Uh, okay, my number five was I'm No Man, Eowyn versus the Witch King. Nice. So, Sophie, you're number four. Um, so, mine was the bridge scene with the Balrog um, in the mines of Moria. So, the the typical, you shall not you shall pass. pass yeah. Fly, you fools. Yes. And, uh, yeah, couldn't not use, you know, couldn't not include that. I probably wouldn't have, but it's, you know, everyone's favourite. And I hear people say it all the time. So, Yeah, that to me epic. is the, that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi dying at the hands of Darth Vader in Star Wars. Mm. That's the, him, mm. like, um, succumbing to the, or, or what is it, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not succumbing, he's sacrificing himself to so that everyone else can get away. Mm. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, see what you mean there great scene i mean yeah because it's like what is it he says he says you know, run you fools or something fly you yeah. fools fly yeah fools. yeah 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 i was trying to work out because i i was googling uh the you shall not pass thing because it's it seemed very specific i think in the book it's slightly different i was like you cannot pass or something but i think that they took it from or tolkien took it from uh like world war one kind of propaganda some like french it used to be like a french war cry i think they used to oh, right. shall not pass in French, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if that is exactly where he got it from, or if it's just people that have like decided, you know. Oh, he obviously meant be. that. But yeah, yeah, that was quite interesting. It's definitely a trailer moment, though, isn't it? That you shall yeah. not pass definitely mm. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, unless it's the way I do it. The coffee percolator, yeah. Gandalf. <laughs> 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 
Ủ tạo rồi Không tay Okay um, Neil your number four Was uh, Boromir's death And that is also Being and four. gone Sean Bean dies again uh, So we're back <laughs> to you Sophie For your number three so my number three was the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um, I like, there's a few bits specifically I like, like Legolas surfing down the stairs on that shield and, mm. and uh, taking picking off orcs with his uh, bow and arrow. Or, it's sorry, my number three yeah. as well, may I just say. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. great minds. We've got similar, similar experience here. Nobody tosses a dwarf. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then later, <laughs> well, earlier I said, toss me. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> I think it's the bridge scene, actually. Oh, Hang sorry. on, is this the normal the... Lord of the Rings or is this the carry-on Lord of the Rings? With <laughs> this, the is both. this is both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's the bit with the Urukai running in with the explosive and Legolas is trying to, desperately trying to stop him. Aragorn's like, stop him. And, you know, he's trying to pick him off with um, arrows and he jumps in and unfortunately blows open the... Uh, the tunnel the gates it does but it's that to me it's one of the first it's a great battle scene isn't it it just is so intense that it just Mm. goes i think it's fantastic the whole bit like you said the whole the bit when there's some some really cool bits like legolas like we said surfing down the the orcs and the the steps it's just yeah yeah very very good very epic and great great music as well yeah the best battle in lord of the rings do you think you prefer yeah. that one? Oh, yeah, for sure. With the rain, the dark, the intensity, you actually do think they're going to snuff it mm. until Gandalf the White comes running over the top. Oh, yeah. I always thought, because he says, doesn't he, like, look to, when he leaves and he takes mm. he takes a horse and he just goes, look to the west, or blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm. He says it once and Aragorn somehow remembers that. Mm. I've I've watched the film hundreds of times and I can't even remember what he says. <laughs> it's like, how did Aragorn remember exactly when to look and where and like, and he does, and he turns yeah. up from the west or wherever he said he was coming from <laughs> with the shadow facts. Yeah. Mind you, if you've been uh, chased by orcs and goblins and whatever, you might remember such things. It was the you know at the moment we know it's a documentary yeah. so yeah, yeah yeah exactly well it's you know trauma document exactly everyone reacts differently to trauma don't they exactly so, that's true. yeah that that's true. true um my number three is from one of the endings of return of the king and it is the you bow to no one moment um oh yeah when the aragorn is being crowned the king and it's just a very sweet moment because they're the the, the little I keep saying the, the, the hobbits. The are little just hobbits. There, yeah, are just there, and they yeah. start bowing. But then he goes, he goes, "Oh, my friends, you know, you bow to no one." And then everybody bows to the hobbits, mm. which I think is such a sweet. And that's when the film should have finished. It's a yeah. perfect <laughs> way for the film to finish. Yeah, <laughs> everything's all sewn up, beautiful, a lovely, positive way for the movie to finish. And then it goes on for another half an hour, and there's no need for it at all. Mm. Yeah, just no my need. Opinion. Yeah, just my opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I find funny about that scene as well is um, the entrance of Arwen again. Because, um, mm. you know, she, she was dying or whatever. And then she comes in covered in like a she, – she's holding like a big leaf thing. And it, for me, I, I wonder if she like had a discussion with her family, like, right, I'm going to make a big entrance. I'll be holding a big leaf thing. So, uh, Dad, if you could just stand in front and block, block my vi- the vision – Legolas, you introduce me, and then I'll come in. There'll be a grand entrance, and 
and then you take the leaf afterwards. It's just so weird. Like, the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Do you know, so the way you described that, I thought of a burlesque dancer. Right. The feather when they yeah. come out. That's kind of how she <laughs> makes her entrance. I was like, is that rehearsed? Or like, can you imagine if you go to meet up with someone, like to go on a date or whatever, and you turn up? with like a big fan covering your face yeah this yeah. is my kin my kin are gonna introduce me like <laughs> so and when, you said, when you said her family i thought you meant stephen tyler <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. yeah and then so he what? does like a rendition of dream on it's weird uh, it's, it's really, extended really, version yeah yeah the planning that must go into that would be crazy <laughs> um okay so that was my number three so we're back to you sophie if you're number two Okay, so my number two is when the Rohirrims join the Battle of Pelennor Field. So again, this is the, I think it's the uh, Battle of Minas Tirith. It is. Um, and I, I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's this music, it's that specific soundtrack. I don't know why, it just makes me feel like... Um, makes me feel like I'm back in the olden days when we used to have proper battles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah. 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 The good old days. Yeah, exactly. It's something that only people from countries like England with a real history will understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. It's like the medieval uh, times. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it is. really is. And I just think, oh, God, people used to actually do this. Like they used to get all psyched up and go into battle and like crazy, absolutely mm. crazy. And the horses, like, oh, it's horrible. I remember. I can remember when we did our uh, top ten like historical moments, or that you'd like to go back to. I always said about that. Just go and look at medieval England and see just what a horrible place it must have been. Unless you were really rich, yeah, it must have been just disgusting to live there. And like you say, people walking around just lobbing people's heads off with swords and stuff, mm -hmm. and not giving a tinker's cuss. About yeah, a tinker's cuss. <laughs> It's just, it's just crazy, but yeah, yeah. Even you know, even if you were wealthy, I wouldn't want to live in medieval times. It's no, still pretty no. grim, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. All sorts of plagues flying around. Indeed. Uh, go on, the Neil. You're number two. So this is a prelude to Helm's Deep. It's the build-up, the tension before. I always remember this because it really does build the tension of Helm's Deep battle really well. But there's also some great humour in it, but like Legolas and Gimli again, where Legolas asks Gimli if he wants a box to see what's happening. Oh, yeah. And things like that. I just think it it encapsulates, like I say, the tension so bleeding well. Yeah. It really does. And it does that's why I think it's a better battle than the um the other one um from Return of the King. Because it, it it builds it up so much, you you've got this dread coming. You can see them all, like I say, in the dark, in the rain, banging their swords, banging their shields. Yeah, shit's, yeah. shit's going down, bro. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I can't yeah. even imagine. Although they do have that sort of vibe in the Return of the King when, uh, well, when I guess it's daytime, so it's a slightly different vibe. Mm. But uh, Gandalf's chatting to Mer uh, Pippin, mm. and. Well, it actually gets a bit weird because then he starts sort of like talking about death and what death is like and stuff, and it it's um, quite poetic. But yeah, they they have that that feeling of like waiting for battle, mm -hmm. and it's like oh, it must make you feel so sick. Mm -hmm. That is a big surprise, Neil, because I thought you would have just put that one in with <laughs> the Battle of Helm's Deep and gone for the full hour. Well, uh, like I said, I've, just, I've only got three in my top ten. No, <laughs> the no. first one is yeah. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, my number two was for Frodo, uh, Return of the King. So before we actually tell everybody what our number ones are, uh, Sophie, do you want to give us a rundown from 10 to 2? Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil will do 10 to 2, and then I'll do my 10 to 2, and then we'll reveal our number ones. Okay, so starting at the quite inane, um, the dwarf breathes so loud, we could have shot him in the dark. <laughs> that That guy... <laughs> <laughs> that was Kenneth Williams then. That was, yeah. that, that was straight from Carrie. I know, on. That, that's just what, how my brain interprets stuff. I don't know. He does say it like that, though. From now on, every time you watch that, the first film. Yeah. Legolas and Gimli's drinking game. Got a slight tingling in my fingers. Um, the exorcism of Theoden. So when he gets exorcised of Saruman. Smeagol's transition into Gollum and the Gollum cough. Uh, Aragorn joining in the battle with the Oathbreakers and jumping out of the pirate ship. Uh, Boromir's death. Bridge scene with Balrog in the mines of Moria. Um, so you shall not pass. The Battle of Helm's Deep. Deep. So Legolas surfing down the stairs on the shield and the Urukai running in with the explosive. Number two, when the Rohirrims join the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Lovely. And that's that's yours. Uh, Neil, <laughs> you're 10 to 2. So at number 10, I have the formation of the Fellowship and uh, um, Frodo, I will take it. Number 9, the Battle of Minas Tirith. <laughs> all of it. All of it. Yes. All number of it. 8, Bilbo's birthday party from Fellowship. Number 7, Schmeagle turns into Gollum. Number 6, Saruman versus Gandalf from Fellowship. Number five, Shelob from Return of the King. Number four, Boromir's Death Fellowship. Number three, Battle of Helm's Deep. And at number two, the pre-battle of Helm's Deep. Okay. Uh, My number ten is the prologue at the start of Fellowship of the uh, Ring. Nine, Gandalf arrives, Fellowship of the Ring. Eight, Samwise carries Frodo, Return of the King. Seven, Gandalf versus Saruman. Six, Gimli and Legolas' kill count. Five, I'm No Man, Eowyn versus the Witch King. Four, Sean Bean Dies Again, Fellowship of the Ring. Three uh, was You Bow to No One, uh, Return of the King. And number two, for Frodo, Return of the King. So, Sophie, what is your number one Lord of the Rings movie moment? Well, for me, it's already been said. I will tell you that. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's when uh, Eowyn destroys the Witch King of Angmar. And I am no man. And uh, yeah, absolutely love it. It gives me goosebumps every time, maybe because I'm a woman and I'm representing for all the women out there. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I just think it's really, really poignant. And I like that uh, Mary has a little part in it as well. He plays his part because he kind of um, swipes at the, um, he swipes at the Nazgul's like legs or whatever gets him to his knees and then um, yeah and then he sort of says oh don't ne- don't come between a nazgul and his prey or something it's just so epic like yeah, the whole scene it's just epic and yeah, yeah i think she's a legend King, like contorts and just like buckles oh, and that yeah. when it gets killed and that crumples is, like yeah. a piece of paper and do you know yeah. what i think eowyn as a character i feel bad for her cuz you know Leg- uh, aragorn's playing the field a little bit she doesn't know that he's got this like stunning elven woman waiting for him. And, you know, she, th- she thinks, oh, I might stand a chance with him. And then yeah. he kind of breaks her heart a little bit. And 
yeah, and then she loses her uncle and and she loses her uh, cousin, I guess. And yeah, I think fair play, yeah. fair play to you. She doesn't know that this elven princess is party planning, like miles away, <laughs> yeah. working out with a big leaf and all stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know, does she? Party so like, <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Aragorn's kind of like being a bit of a commitment phobe, isn't he, I guess? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, he hasn't to... got much going on, so he could have popped back early. Yeah. I know. He keeps trying to get rid of that bloody necklace as well. Like, yeah. He tries throwing it off the edge of the cliff, and that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right then, Neil, you're number one. So mine was talked about earlier, and it's You Shall Not Pass, the bit with Gandalf on the bridge fighting the Belrock. I think it's, it's great. It's just, we 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 hate to mention the I word, but when we talk about Lord of the Rings, I think this is the most iconic bit. It's been parodied beyond belief. It's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's firmly in film history now, that bit, I think, and I couldn't not. And it's very impressive to have seen it on the big screen. Um, with that, I thought it was done really well. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh, my number one, uh, you've both uh, said it, and it is the Battle of Helm's Deep. I think it's one of the greatest battles that's ever been put to celluloid oh, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, uh, digital media or whatever. It's just absolutely epic. But I'm going to go from the build up all the way to the end of the Battle of Hell. Do it! Do <laughs> it! Yeah. Fill your boots, pal. So going for the, like an hour and a half as my number nice. one. Um, right, before we do anything else, let's just, uh, we've got a couple of honourable mentions. Uh, Doug Simpson, uh, who's a top head. Hello, Doug. So can't wait for this one. Riders of Rohan arrive at Pelennor. Merry and Pippin dancing the tables at Idoras. Gandalf returns. Gollum talking to his reflection in the water. Gandalf and Pippin ride through Minas Tirith. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Aragorn, <laughs> Legolas, Gimli's first appearance in uh, Two Towers, uh, chasing the Urukai. Beacons of Minas Tirith. Saruman reveals his army to Grima. Grima. Uh, and yeah, Bilbo's birthday time. party fireworks. Daniel Stone says best moments is Theoden's battle speech at uh, Pelennor Fields. Peter Jackson only wanted actors, extras that had read the books and understood how powerful that moment was to be yeah. in front line to portray more emotion in it as they also had to be able to recite the speech also with the music score behind it. If the hairs on the back of your neck aren't standing, are you even human? Yeah, is that, it is that song particularly like even when you hear it outside of outside of battle <laughs> just you know a normal day it's it makes your um the hairs on your arm stick up also i'm surprised that no one said the uh, beacon the lighting of the beacons um you know and, I didn't and then think about that one to be perfectly honest i actually took it out of my list because oh, i thought you? oh it's too obvious like everyone's because it's so beautiful and obviously then aragorn runs in and it's like um the the beacons have been lit and then yeah uh it's kind of like then, then Rohan shall respond or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, Chris Wellinger said Samwise's, Samwise's speech when Frodo can't go on. Faramir and Eowyn's meet cute in the book, not the movie. Gimli and Legolas's contest about how many kills they make. Gandalf and Pippin, all the fool of a took moments, culminating with that sweet moment where he reassures him during a battle. Boromir fighting to save the hobbits and redeeming himself. And the moment when Frodo can't throw the ring into Mount, Mount Doom. Speaking of which, why would it not suffice to drop the ring into a fissure of lava on the side of the volcano? 
Maybe we should. Uh, we'll or, like I said, just get on the birds to begin with and <laughs> fly just, over yeah, and there drop it. There are so many in. questions like that. We yeah. could be in there, for, you know. Um, well, that's it. We've done it. Top ten Lord of the Ro- uh, Rings uh, moments. Um, Please come well, back for the extended version, which goes on for ten hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just the edited version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Sophie, I mean, you said that you're off to Kenya. Um, yes. Is this holiday or is this work? Uh, this is work. It, it always is with me because I'm a workaholic. Um, but yeah, we're doing, I can't really speak too much about the project because it's uh, kind of, uh, what's the word? Secret. But okay. um, but I'm sure there's a more fancy professional word than that. But yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it hasn't been announced yet. But um, yeah, we're going out there only for a week for a flying, flying visit and uh, shooting some wildlife while I'm there as well, hopefully. And nice. yeah. It's, uh, it's great. I can't wait. Nice. And what have you got coming up on uh, Unquestionable? Anything that you can tell us about? Well, we've got great interviews with great people, first of all. Um, last week we were recording with uh, a, a Buddhist monk, would you believe, who is just very wise and calm. Um, and it was actually, we recorded that episode of the Monday that I had that evening, I was um, co-hosting an award ceremony in front of all these people and I was super nervous about it. So as soon as he walked through the door, I was like, oh, help me, help me out. How do I calm my nerves? And he gave me all this tips and it was just so, so lovely. But um, yeah, we've got some great, great guests lined up and we we talk a lot about sort of like self-improvement stuff. Sometimes we talk about nutrition, money, we cover all of the topics as something for everyone and then occasionally we just have a really cool guest on that is interesting and has a cool story so yeah unquestionable well, we will put the link in the show notes and oh, also put you. the link uh, for your uh, twitter x in the show notes as well so people can uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I take it you've got a website and everything as well so we can put that on the uh, the show notes just so people can see the artwork that you do because i love the fact that the videos oh, that you do you. are showing you doing the art as well it's not just the if the, the finish and i honestly i love I would love to be able to draw, but I don't understand how people can start things off yeah. with a blank canvas. How do where, where how 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 do you do it? <laughs> Help, <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Help me! Help <laughs> me! I just find it fascinating because how do you do it? Well, I mean, it depends on your style because obviously, what I'm creating is very realistic. It's kind of like hyper realism, and so I have to create stuff in layers, and you need the depth. Um, because otherwise it just looks flat it doesn't look like real it just looks like a picture so um what I tend to do is I work my way but you know when I look for example if I'm using reference pictures or whatever it might be I look at the image and I work my way from the darks forward into the light because essentially everything that's further towards you is closer to the light Um, and if you're looking at hairs for example or fur all the fur and the hairs in the background or in the shadows right so then the hairs in front are catching the light and it's the same even if you look in the mirror like it's just stuff you probably never even think about but you look in the mirror and there's like hairs that are catching the light right and um yeah so that's basically what i do start from the dark work my way forward to the light um in layers i work in acrylic but it it's a lot of trial and error um Mm. i'm not gonna say it's you know something you can just pick up and just do without practicing this will probably be a, a, probably the most difficult question to answer, but do you have a favourite piece you've done so far? Yeah, my favourite is always the piece that I've just finished. Right. Um, so, and then I get bored of it. Um, but yeah, I get to a point where I get a bit sick of looking at the same thing. Um, but 
yeah I think I, I finish a piece and I'm like yeah this is my new favorite and then I start the next piece because I think as an artist or any creative you're always improving and you're always learning mm. and so the piece that I've just finished now will be even better than the piece that I did last year for example um I do like for example that I did a lion called majesty I, I do like that that one and there's an African wild dog called the watcher um and a snow leopard called stealth those three are possibly some of my favorites they were in my last collection last year but the collection that I've got on the go at the moment is very different and it's um mm-hmm. a little bit more conceptual so I think yeah okay. I'll some and how long there. roughly does it take you to do one of these pieces um a couple two or three months usually uh depending on how much I procrastinate and uh there's any trips that break into it you know if mm-hmm. I start a piece sometimes I'm off on a trip somewhere and I have to Put, put it on pause which is exactly what's happened actually with this piece I'm working on at the moment I'm doing an orangutan and um I've really been struggling with it it's been an absolute bloody nightmare to be honest with you just the skin I've found really hard to wrap my head around because it's wrinkly skin but also it's got hairs on it as well right. um and just as I got sort of into the swing of it I, was like, I think I'm getting the hang of it i you know, that was yesterday and now I've had to put the paintbrush down and go away for a week and I'll probably mm. forget how to paint by the next next time I come to paint. But yeah, so it's uh it's tricky, but yeah, two or three months and I should hopefully have a piece done. Excellent. Well we'll Fantastic. put the information up on the show notes if anybody wants to check out your stuff. I thank thoroughly recommend people to do it because it is breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. Oh, thank you. Um before we say our goodbyes then, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch and all that gubbins? Absolutely, I will. You can find us on all the social medias at Top 10 Pods. Give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow, give us whatever it is you do on these platforms. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com with any suggestions for top 10s. That would always be fascinating. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. All sorts of rewards up for your delights. And check out all of the links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes. And please do come subscribe. Leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you. Now, um, thank you, Neil, for last week for holding oh, down the floor um, while I wasn't able to be here. Um, I do have um, uh, something I need to say. Um, I thought you were very good. Well done for a start. For yeah, being the host. I thought you were, no, I thought you were great. Um, during honourable mentions, I do like the fact that you read out Clee Torres... Chris Peacock and Pat Myers. Thank you so well, much. La- I was laughing my ass off. But we, that. if you if you listen, we actually laughed at the Chris. Well, Peacock. the Chris Peacock. You said yeah, and then but it was the way you went and Pat my ass at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely wet myself while I was listening to that. Uh, so thank, thank you, you for much. not. I thought he's not. He's Clee Torres. He's going to know that that's a, a made up name, and you just went straight through it. So was it you, Pat? That I well, I, I was well, yeah. I, I sent him the honourable mentions, and I thought I'm going to put a few was just to see whether Brilliant. he would. I yeah. just have my ron burgundy moment where i was just reading <laughs> just, straight off yeah. that's what i was hoping that you. you'd be so i've got to do the job i've got to get it right so he wasn't even going to think that they were going to be and uh, there's me reading it away and making notes on the side of what i've got to send to you probably <laughs> but i did i did tweak the crispy you did was, you did was a joke one because <laughs> but then if they'd have been real people and they would have been our patreon subscribers you'd have really been you'd have upset them by not saying their yeah. names well so i would have st- thinking yeah. i'd have still laughed if they'd have said their name was crispy cock Obviously, <laughs> it is when you say that. Yeah, you've anyway, got a stupid name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sophie, thank you so much. We will be in touch when we reboot the Carry On franchise. 
Oh, you can come on as a producer you. and a, and a writer, and we'll, we will. Oh, let, oh, I was getting a character. <laughs> different. There's different ones. Like uh, there's like Carry On Sam and stuff. Carry On Frodo. Yeah, yeah. we could make a whole franchise out of I it. I can't absolutely. carry you, Frodo. You can't walk, Frodo. I'll, I'll carry you. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at me ring. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Anyway. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Thank no, you thank me. you. It was so much fun having you, and hopefully you'll come back and join us again. That would be lovely. Yeah. We'll find something, uh, something oh, yeah. a lot more even more fun to do that was it's yeah, a lot, really a lot more all that you almost slipped up there yeah. we'll find something much better i mean <laughs> also good not that we can find you know what i mean oh goodness anyway thank you very much neil thank you, thank you very much sophie thank you very much pub been great to meet you sophie it's been yes. a joy. thank you very much sophie thank you very much everybody for watching and listening and let's go start the countdown oh Ten. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 